Welcome to the Retirement Evolved Podcast with certified financial fiduciary, Adam Bruno. The holiday edition. Where's your bells, Bill? That was really good. You got your bells over there? I'll bring the bells in. I'll, I'll get the bells going here. Don't worry. Uh, how are you, man? I am uh, I'm doing a lot better. I had a little bout of pneumonia, then an ear infection. It's just been a wonderful couple weeks, but... <laughs> I didn't want to take any time off, so I just pushed through it and kept going. <laughs> Happy holidays. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm yes, sick. sir. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it goes, all right? That's oh, right. Oh, man. Well, thank you all for listening. This is the Retirement Evolve podcast at, with Adam Bruno, certified financial fiduciary, private wealth manager, also the uh, founder, owner, president, chief bottle washer at Evolution Retirement Services as well. And That's right. Head of the janitorial team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does it all, folks. Does it all. <laughs> And again, if if, uh, if you're just stumbling across us and you haven't done so yet, we appreciate it if you'd hit your subscribe, like, follow, whichever button it is that you've got on your podcast player, because that'll let you know when new ones come out. And and uh, you hate to miss some of the good stuff that, that Adam can help you with when you're starting to get ready or if you're already in retirement and the, the things that we're all dealing with as far as our money goes in retirement. Even better, um, the things that we will deal with that we might not even realize we're going to deal with yet, because that seems to be the well the, the common theme these days. Yeah, for this past year it has been, right? Of course, Holy cow. Yes. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, b- before we get started, and, and Adam, when I saw this story, I thought of you, and I said, man, we got to talk about this, because, you know, there just aren't enough ways for you to argue with your wife or your significant other, right? Right. So now there's something called fexting. I mean, it's not exactly new, but fexting uh, is basically arguing by text. I was reading story, Oh. and it seems seems to be catching on with a lot of couples. Apparently, people will be in a room arguing and then just split off, go to other rooms in the house, and continue to argue with each other over texting. It's like cyber arguing. Right, right. You Have know, you done this yet? Me? Oh, no. I haven't okay, done so that Okay, so I do this sometimes with the kids, and believe it or not, with my mother. My mother is the worst at this. She wants to text everything. And she, you know, she's older. She's in her 70s now. But I always felt like with text, you're reading it as you imagine somebody saying it. Oh, it's terrible. And yeah. there's no way to know whether you're, the way you're imagining is the real way. Like my wife and I, early on in our relationship, we would text a lot. And I finally reached a point. I said, nope, that's it. We can't do this anymore. It's going to kill our relationship. So now rather than text, we hang up and we call. You know, we talk yeah. it out, even though that's that's still well, just as bad I, sometimes. I, I have a rule: uh, no matter what's going on, uh, after five texts, it becomes a phone call. I mean, at that's that point, right. it's that's a conversation. A you know, I like it, that. It, I know, like that. Let's just do it. But uh, you know, this whole texting thing, and here's a shocker, right? As you can imagine, a lot of therapists don't think it's especially productive or healthy. And uh, texts sent in anger sometimes can doom a relationship. So, if you want to fight with your spouse, I say just do it the old-fashioned way, right? Face to face. Cowboy up and do it the old-fashioned way. That's the way to do it. If memory serves me right, a lot of times after arguing, that could lead to some pretty happy moments, too. I'm just saying. Yes, it can. I'm I'm just saying. You never hear of happy (laughs) after-text-fighting moments. No, no. Happy fexting moments, right? You don't hear about that. There's no makeup fexting, if you know what I'm saying. That's right. uh, (laughs) That's right. Well, you know, Bill, the real – all kidding aside, you just – you say things over text that you would never say to somebody's face, well, and, and that's what makes it so bad. And like you said, too, it, 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 that's why I'm not a big fan sometimes of emails when you're dealing with, with uh, serious stuff or, or right. issues because you just don't know the intent, right? You don't hear right. the intent. That's why it's better to talk with people. So Right, and I don't know any – you know, I, so many of our families – they're just getting on this smartphone wave, you know, like the right. families we represent. A lot of them still had the flip phones. And, 
you got to wonder about that. You know, I always see it and I wonder, you know, what would life really be like if we go back to just the flip phone? If you wanted to talk to me, you called me. That You know what I mean? That's It just seems like we spend a lot of time reading text, reading emails. Yeah. It, it's, and it's time we could have just had back by making a simple phone call and saying, hey, did you get my uh, my – my presentations that look good. Okay, great. Yeah, you know something like that. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. But anyway, I I read that and I thought, you know, sometimes we talk off the air about relationships, and I thought, well, I bet Adam's got something on this one. So. Yeah, I, I I just have nothing but bad experience with this, even yeah. with the kids. Like yeah. it's worse with the kids because you're trying to teach them. Yeah, you can't communicate. This is not your primary mode of communication. Right. You can't text this. You have to call me. You have to right. talk to me. You know, and you lose that communication. It's. It's almost like, well, people feel more comfortable because they can write whatever they want. Well, they shouldn't feel comfortable. They should be worried about what the other person is going to think, too. Yeah, you're right. So old fa- a lot of times, old-fashioned thinking is, is, is not wrong. It's a good thing. You mean common so. sense? Okay, common we'll go with common sense. Yeah, it's a good thing, too. They, they teach us that it's a bad thing these days, but well, common sense is actually a good thing. Speaking about the old ways and, and, and long-held beliefs and all that stuff, I, w- I was hoping you could help me understand this, too, as we kind of get into the into the show today. Mm-hmm. Um this past year has obviously challenged some long-held beliefs about how the economy is supposed to work, right? The, the Federal Reserve has been raising rates to combat inflation, but the labor market isn't responding. I saw an article that Barron's re- said that uh, job growth was up in November while the number of people looking for jobs was down. Now, look, math is like my third language. So <laughs> I'm doing that math. I'm looking at those and I'm trying to figure out how does that happen? Yeah, you know, and I, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, companies companies think certain ways, too. And, and companies are not going to go on hiring sprees right now. They're not going to do it. The cost of materials, the cost of, you know, now they're being threatened with extra extra corporate taxes. You, what you're seeing is an impact of that. So while while we're raising interest rates to try and keep inflation at bay, we have people that can't find work. And I, I'm sorry, Bill, I always challenge those numbers. I don't believe that all of these people are finding jobs. I just don't believe it because we've seen that companies and corporations are cutting back right now. I mean, I, I just read, you know, uh, I, I've said this since the beginning. Chappick was like the worst CEO hire in the history of Walt Disney World. And ironically enough, last week it was, oh, he's out and Iger, Iger is back in. Yep. Thank goodness, right? Well, the first thing he does at his town hall meeting is say that they're still not going to implement this hiring spree. They're gonna they're gonna just build slowly at this point. I mean, if Walt Disney is doing that, right? There, and that's a company that's making money hand over fist. Right? How do we expect other companies to say, "Oh no, they're not. Let's hire. Let's go create." They're not going to do it. It's just it's so uncertain right now, and it's the uncertainty that's really challenged the beliefs of if we do things this way, this is going to happen. Really? Can we really believe that that's going to happen? So there's a lot of uncertainty, the same way people feel about their investments and why they have so much cash right now, right? Well, what do we put it in if we want safety? There's not really, CDs are coming back, but now we're at an inverted yield curve. So the shorter term investments are all paying way more than the longer term investments. It's one of those crazy environments. It's almost like uh, if you're a Stranger Things fan, it's almost like we're living in the upside down here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Everything's inverted. It's just crazy. That's a great way to put that, actually. And, And I am a Stranger Things fan. Yeah, I am, too. It's like a lot. For me, it was like the Goonies. Yeah, a modern day spin of the Goonies, just not really a big treasure hunt. But then we had—I don't know—I don't know how to describe it. It, it had yeah. a lot of good '80s vibes, yeah. and I was an '80s kid. There so. you go. Check it out on yeah. Netflix. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I find it interesting because the, you know the, the central bank has repeatedly said that it needs to see some loosening up in the labor market in order for inflation to fall. But it, it, it's almost like a uh, 
both things need to happen, but neither one's willing to budge kind of thing, right? Both things need to happen, but they need to happen on a certain day of the summer solstice while Mer- Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> That's basically – it just keeps getting harder and harder. All these planets have right. to align, and it's not. And it's and we keep like trying to fix every problem as it arises. Nobody's willing to take a 30,000-foot view here and say, okay, what's the real problem here? And you know that the real problem is going to be taxes, and it's going to be this how are we going to charge everybody else – so we can replenish our debt, right? And and it's not working. It's just not working. And what the, when we continue to have more and more government involvement of how we're going to do this and how we're going to fix this, more and more ingredients added to the soup. And you know what happens? The soup ends up take, tasting like poop instead of soup. So that's what's happening right now. And there are, as far as I'm concerned, way too many cooks in that kitchen. Amen. So... And they're not even really cooks. That's the that's the, the problem, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They just put the hats on and say, "Wow, these hats look great. Let's be cooks." Yeah, you know? yeah, right. Oh man. So, well, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully, as as we get into the new year, and hopefully, things will start to pick up and change. And I mean, we we, I, I know a lot of experts are predicting this to go on and maybe start to get back to where we were before it. You know, everything went haywire by the end of next year. Are you kind of seeing that as well? Or we actually, um, it's funny, you know, one of our contacts. I believe it's through First Trust, one of our partners, um, has always been on the mindset that the market's going to be just fine, the market's going to be just fine, always been a believer in the market and the S&P. And we just recently saw a conference with him and where he was discussing that he doesn't feel like it's going to be fine. For the first time ever, we could be in bear market territory for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, that's one person's opinion. My personal opinion, and I think I've said this to you before, it doesn't matter what the market overall does to me because Kurt and I were so were so laser focused on different strategies that meet certain goals that we have a lot of diversification and really the diversification comes because we're focusing on the goals rather than investment performance. So there's always a tool in the box that we can use. But just as an average investor, you know, wondering when is when the S&P is going to go back up, I don't know if that is going to happen by the end of next year, Bill. I mean, there's just too many how do I put this? There's too many variables right now. Yeah. There's too much floating around out there. I mean, it's it's like one inch. We're like one inch away here or there from a tipping point. It, it feels like we're balancing everything on one inch right now. Yeah. Or one card, you know. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, nobody. I, look, I get it. Nobody has a crystal ball. We all can't. We can't predict the future. I mean, if we could, you and I wouldn't be sitting here talking. No, we'd be on a Vegas. We'd, we'd be, be on a beach somewhere collecting three exactly. percent on our millions. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. it'd be nice, but that's not how it works. But <laughs> you know, uh, as far as inflation goes, there's. I, I, I guess you know. I went to the grocery store the other day. I told you my butter story last week, but I went to the grocery store and I, I just bought stuff to go along with dinners, right, for three or four right. nights, and maybe some crackers and some stuff to have. And it was over a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. And I'm yeah. not buying high end stuff now, right? I mean, I'm buying no. store brand, right? But I, I did see where there's some good news and bad news about food prices. The good news is that uh, global prices for commodities like uh, wheat and sugar, they've been falling. They have. But uh, the article I was reading in the Wall Street Journal says that they are back down to where they were a year ago. But the bad news is there's no break in prices at the grocery store itself. So is right. this about food or are there other factors in play? And are, well, do you I think, think there's some people – and I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, but do, do yeah. you think there's some – companies that that are just raising prices using inflation as a you know as a cover i hate that i'm sure i'm sure that's happening but when you look at your 
your local companies with the good business models. I'm sure that those prices will come down. I think what's happening is they're just trying to make up for the loss that they felt when they didn't have the production. And they they were paying more to even stock the shelves with those items, right? So I, I'm sure that it's kind of a balancing act right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if there were some, you know, some some places out there where they're just not going to adjust the prices. I, I wouldn't be surprised about that. I think that if it's – I think if places like Publix, you know, I can't see Publix – raking people across the coals. It's just not their business model. I can't see them doing that for a prolonged period of time. I could see big corporations like Publix saying, okay, now that things have stabilized, let's take the next two months and get, get you know, try and get back to where we were. And now let's start passing the savings on. I mean, yeah. that's that's logical. Well, I, I guess I was, I, I, yeah, I wasn't thinking the stores themselves so much as the, the companies producing everything, right? I oh, mean, right. I mean, I mean like, I, and I'm not just, I'm just throwing some names out there. I'm not suggesting anything, but Maybe something I won't even use names on, like big soft drink people, uh, big potato chip people. Because I remember earlier this year doing a story about uh, shrinkflation where you the bag was, you know, six filled with more air, chips. but six yeah. less potato chips, right? Yeah, and yeah. So I, I just wonder if, if also maybe some prices aren't raised in the guise of inflation. No, I'm sure, I'm sure you're right about that, especially with the companies themselves. You know, I, I hate to think about anything bad when I think about – somebody asked me yesterday about Pepsi and – you know, is Pepsi okay at the at the restaurant we were at? I said, is Monopoly money okay? Because, you know, I'm not a big <laughs> Pepsi guy down here. But I can imagine that, you know, there's going to be some greed for a little while now. And, of course, everybody's going to try and take advantage of it. Uh, you should have seen it down here right before the hurricane, right after the hurricane, right? I mean, there's always going to be situations that lead to these vendors trying yeah. to charge more. Yeah. So I, w- I would agree with you on that. I, I would think that it's probably going to be that way for a little while, at least, until they start catching on. And they realize, well, we can get, you know, French's um, instead of Grey Poupon, you know, <laughs> and we can get French's. I'll just eat French's instead yeah. of that. And then it'll start to come back again. They have to see it reflected in their wallet before it starts to come back. Right, right. Although I'll be honest with you, Publix brand stuff is pretty tasty. So It's not bad. You know, it's not yeah. bad. The Greenwise especially. I really and, love uh, the Greenwise stuff. Yeah, and I live in Atlanta, so I don't even think we're allowed to say the P word. Uh, not, with, <laughs> not being the home of Coca Cola. What do you so. guys have there? Oh, you, oh, you're talking yeah. about the Pepsi, yeah. Pepsi, not Publix. Guy. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah, the other P word. Yeah, <laughs> the Pepsi. Word, I don't so. know what it is about Coca Cola, Bill. It's just it's my favorite uh, indulgence when we're talking about soft drinks. Well, there you the go. Taste. There you, you know what it is. And Disney, when you go to Disney, it's right out of the fountain. They have the best Coca Cola. Yeah. It's it's like out of the fountain is the best Coke. Have you ever have you ever done the uh, the, the around the world of Coke tasting thing that they have? I there? did do that. Boy, I did there do is that. Some there. interesting flavors aren't there it was crazy i think one of my favorite was like uh it was like an orange creamsicle kind of flavor yeah. remember the creamsicles when we were kids yeah it had like the, yeah. yeah that's what it tasted like and it was coke it was really good yeah i'm, I'm i was and then there were a couple i went oh what is this <laughs> you know and and but it's just interesting to see what what people's tastes are right because stuff that i was spitting out some i forgot the country now but somewhere in the world they're like oh that is good coca-cola yeah right they love that right <laughs> And that's the same thing with, and and it's funny you bring that up. That's really how retirement is. Rather than during our working years, we either choose Coke or Pepsi and that's what we get. When we're retired, we're introduced to this whole new world where now we have to kind of select our own flavor because retirement is completely customizable rather than one size fits all while we're working, right? So that's, that's a good analogy there. I mean, and some retirees, they love the jalapeno-flavored Coke and some, you know, <laughs> the chili-lime-flavored Coke, right? So when you get to retirement, I guess it's more of like an Arnold Palmer, right? you gotta got to put them together. 
You can never go wrong with an Arnold Palmer. You know, I really do enjoy a good Arnold Palmer. I'm telling but it you. can't be like the it can't be like the iced tea from the vending machine. Like it can't be the, no. the soda fountain iced tea. It has to be real sweet iced tea yeah. for it to be. Yep. You can't use like brisk iced tea in there. It doesn't. You know, no. Not that I don't like brisk iced tea. No. Anyway, no, we're, but, not, but, we're not saying that. No. <laughs> yeah. The, the point is, you know, retirement is this big area where. It's all customizable now, and, and people are afraid of that. That's one of the things with our families that we see the most. People are afraid of what they don't know, and they've been doing something the same way for 40 years. Gosh, that's imagine how hard that is on them, on, on people. How And just the, the ability to call in or the ability to come by or the ability to come to our events and learn something new. I, I never take that for granted. That's got to be – that's a very brave move to make, especially when you've been doing it the same way for 40 years. But now, of course, if we go through three or four or five years of retirement, it just doesn't work the same anymore, and we're starting to question it, and now all these things are coming up. I, I mean, imagine how nerve-wracking that has to be when something like that happens, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, which is why – I look, the older I've gotten, the more I understand the need and, and how important a plan is. Right. right. A plan of any, you know, I, heck, I, I have to plan for the day because if you told me yesterday what to do today and I didn't write it down, well, it's not getting done. So, Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, Amen. That's where my head is these days. I've got three calendars in my phone now. <laughs> exactly. And my wife has the master calendar. It's kind of like the Lord of the Rings, the one calendar that controls them all. That's, <laughs> exactly. that's what my wife has, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, having that plan in place is really what, what you and your everybody at, at, at your company does at Evolution Retirement Services. It, it kind of helps folks get there. And and what I want to throw out now is the uh, the website where you can find out a whole bunch of information. It's, it's called TaxFreeFortMyers.com. And you got to spell out the word fort, F-O-R-T. So TaxFreeFortMyers.com. On there, you're going to find our podcast. You're also going to find a lot of the things that the folks at Evolution Retirement Services have written and put out for you to help you better understand what you need to do when you get to retirement, to better understand how to get you through retirement. And you'll also find um, a book that Adam wrote called They Lied, The Real Cost of Your Retirement that answers the big question of, why didn't I know about this uh, yes. when you get to retirement? And yes. I mean, this book is awesome. I, 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 Before Adam and I met, I got a copy of it. And, uh, you know, it has in there things like the difference between investment consulting and wealth management. And there's a big difference there. There is. And I think we talked about it before, Bill. It's, it's, it actually is very simple. Investment consulting, you know, that's, that's when you go to a uh, financial advisor, air quotes, and they are telling you exactly how to invest your money. So they will help you accumulate your wealth. They'll help you grow your money. They'll help you pick investments. And that's what they do. Wealth management is much more in depth. And that's, that tends to be what retirees need. Wealth, wealth management is about certainly investment consulting because, you know, we, we like to say we're the CFOs for our families. They're the CEOs. We're the CFOs. And, and certainly there's an element of investment consulting there, um, whether, albeit it's institutional. Our families go directly to the largest manage, managers, Vanguard, Wisdom Tree, BlackRock. Um, we're just able to do that. We're able to bring them directly to them, and we get their teams. The other part of it, though, that's, that's so important is the advanced planning. And the advanced planning is what makes all the difference in retirement. We're talking about estate planning. We have two different um, estate planning attorneys on our staff here that we, that we partner with. We have two different CPAs for the advanced tax planning. And then, of course, there's Medicare planning because at 65, that becomes, you know, the norm. Not only just at 65, but Medicare planning all throughout retirement because if your income is high enough, you could end up paying way more for your Medicare Part B. And then, of course, the last piece is relationship management. 
and we do that really well here as well. Our families are able to connect to any type of service that they need. We have individuals that we vetted, whether it's contractors, travel agents, uh, telehealth medicine, whatever it might be. We have individuals that we've vetted that our families use and are very happy with. So we try to connect all of the dots in retirement rather than investments. Investments, I always like to say, is a quarter of what we do, right? And I always tell you, Bill, investments is the easy part because rather than worrying about getting somebody 20 or 30 percent, we worry about what do they need to invest in to meet this specific goal that they have. And that's the other hard part about retirement. We just get done working and we're finally ready to walk away. And it's a huge transition because now we don't have a job anymore. And most people, believe it or not, most successful families, most successful people, they have to take a break there and say, okay, what do I really want now? I, I just walked away from my, my life and now I have this big pile of money. What do I really want to accomplish? What kind of goals do I have? And that's hard. That's hard to answer when you first retire. It's, it's yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, I know. It, it's, uh, it, ret- retirement is something, it's really funny, right? It's that thing that we all aim for, but then when we get there, what, what do we do with it? Now what, right? Yeah, right. It's like, okay, now I'm here, now what? Right, absolutely. And, and we've talked about all that before, too. We, you can hear right. Adam's take on a lot of that on the other podcasts. When you get a chance to listen, that would be great. But uh, Sure. See, this, sure. you know, Adam, what I love about Adam and his team there at Evolution Retirement Services is that um, they, they do everything for you on, on an individual basis, right? You're, you're, right. One glove does not fit all. And, and Ever. If, you, if you're looking for some help or you're, you're looking or you're thinking about changing up the way you're investing or getting ready for retirement might be a good idea to get in touch with them. I know it's a really busy time right now, so you might want to hold off till after the first of the year. But Well, that's um, what I'm telling everybody, Bill. You know, we've had so many, and even after I said it last week, I was kind of kicking myself because I hate to say it the way that I did. We have so many people that are contacting us. They have their numbers. They have their specific questions. They know exactly what they feel like they need help with. I don't want to discourage people who are kind of just kicking the tires and trying to look around now. I don't want to discourage that. But I, I obviously the priority is going to go to those people that contact us and they, they, they tell us right away what their concerns are, what the problem is that they feel like they have. Um, everybody else, after the first of the year, we're right back up and rolling. We just brought on another financial planner. I'm really happy to announce uh, David Bennett, uh, six-year Marine Corps veteran, um, went, to, uh, went to the U.S. Naval Academy, then graduated with his master's. Uh, from University of Texas. Great guy. We we love him. We've been waiting to hire him um, since since we started this outfit years ago. Uh, but we've finally grown enough now. So we do have the manpower now and the woman power too because we have women on the staff as well. I hate to use the word manpower. Um, but we do have the manpower to go ahead and make sure that all of the questions are answered. But like you said, Bill, uh, really, if you don't have an exact uh, an exact thought in your head about what you want answered, you know, wait till the first of the year. Or just shoot us an email first at uh, information at evolutionretirementservices.com. Adam and his team always available to help and uh, a good group of people to know. Man, I can't believe how fast our time goes by every week, Adam. This is just too much. I'm going to go uh, go in and get a little uh, get a little fexy with my wife. Can I say uh, that? Fexy. Is, 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 that, is, that, is, yeah. is that what it is? You're going to yes. get fexy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know, the other <laughs> thing, Bill, is I wanted to bring this up today. Um, something important here. We're starting to see uh, interest rates on CDs and things like that climb, you know, on these fixed rates. But don't forget that this is a year where we have an inverted yield curve. And I know that sounds fancy. And so what's basically happening is the opposite of what should happen. The shorter term 
the shorter terms are paying more than the longer terms are now. So if you are thinking about doing a CD or a fixed investment like that, I'd highly recommend that you take a really hard look at just doing a one-year option or something like that because we are in an inverted yield curve and the shorter terms are paying more over time than the, than the longer term will. For example, if, if a short term is paying 4.5% for a year, like with I think it's Capital One now, um, while a CD at five years is paying 5%, it's really not worth it to to lock into that five year commitment with the CD when next year we could be at five and a half or six percent. Right. And that way you get out of your Capital One and you've gotten four and a half and now you can lock into something for six or six and a half. So be real smart with how you're trying to invest your your cash right now. I know that's everybody's big question going into the end of the year. What's safe? What can I invest in? And it's been that way because of the bond market. We've talked about that. Yep. So now we're starting to see that turnaround, Bill, which I wanted to bring up because I thought I was a little bit of a Debbie Downer on our last podcast. But the shorter-term fixed investments are really looking up. So we started to see this little this little shift back to having safe places for our money again. Well, that's great to know. And yep. thank you very much for sharing that with all of us. Yes, because, sir. You know, sometimes you do get more enticed by the longer investment because it's got the higher number, but maybe that's not the best way to go. So yeah, if you if you, actually what we're finding is the higher number is going to be much higher over time with the shorter term than it is for the longer term, just for right now. Right. So now, if you just keep buying changes, it every year, up, right? Just that's just right. Keep, yeah. It's called reverse laddering, right? If you if you get <laughs> you put the most amount in the short term, then you spread a little bit more out over the the longer term, like the three, then the five years. So the reverse laddering option is usually better right now. But when when we find it when it's different when it changes you know we're gonna we're gonna know and we're gonna talk about it on here so absolutely absolutely well listen you have a a great week I can't believe we got to get out of here already but we do and uh, it's always a pleasure man I love talking with you when we get together every week Bill it's my pleasure the the evolution or the retirement evolve podcast does not happen without you sir well no so. because I I'm the one that actually turns everything on. Bill, so you weren't that, supposed to say that. We're talking about our relationship. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Got a little, got a little weird on the, the whole guy sharing feelings thing. Yeah, I wasn't I sure. Know. I know. I'm, I'm an emotional guy. What no, I'm I just <laughs> Have a great week, Adam. You too, Bill. God bless everyone. Thanks for listening. And yes, thank you for listening to the Retirement Evolve podcast with certified financial fiduciary, Adam Bruno. That's me. Investment advisory services are offered through Evolution Wealth Management Incorporated, an investment advisor registered with the state of Florida. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training. Evolution Wealth Management's unique CRD number is 307644. You can obtain a copy of Evolution Wealth Management's firm brochure, Form ADV Part 2A, free of charge by visiting advisorinfo.sec.gov. Evolution Wealth Management offers investment advisory services only, where it is appropriately registered or exempt from registration and only after clients have entered into an investment advisory agreement confirming the terms of engagement and have been provided a copy of the firm's ADV Part 2A. Insurance services are provided by Evolution Retirement Services. Any guarantees mentioned are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company and may be subject to restrictions, limitations, or early withdrawal fees, which vary by the issuer that do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. You should consider the charges, risks, expense, and investment objectives carefully before entering a contract. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and should not be construed as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect either transactions in securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. This material is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, accounting, or other financial advice. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services are affiliated entities.